and he's ready to go. Noodle on his left, chess on his right. Hey, hold up, don't start a fight. He's got you covered with all the sports. Don't fret, he's wearing shorts. It's time for Waking Jake in the morning. Waking Jake at night. Jake sucks. Good morning, Bakers. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to Wake and Jake. Hope you guys are having a quack-tastic day. Uh, myself, Big Baby David, will walk you through this weekend's sports action. A lot of baseball. My Yankees end up with egg in their face and multiple fronts. Um, Adley Rushman got called up. That's cool and good for the game. Let's go, Birds. They actually come to New York to play the Yankees. So excited to watch him the next few nights. Uh, Yadier Molina pitching. Pujols hit two home runs. Uh, the Seattle Mariners. Uh-oh. SpaghettiOs. We'll do all of the baseball coming up. Uh, NBA playoffs. The Golden State Warriors are kind of the Golden State Warriors. And if if you hear and you just saw, if you're watching on the YouTube, that brings a little bit of a smile to my face. I like the Warriors. I like Steph Curry. I like what they're about as a team. Um, as you click to ESPN, the Warriors are back in dynasty mode as they're up 3-0 on the Mavericks. I didn't think 3-0 would happen. Um, I did think the Golden State had a good chance to dominate them. Again, when you go through best players on the roster, you end up in a different planet. Um, so we'll talk about that a little bit. The Rangers playoff series started last night. That was exciting. Uh, I saw some people in the comments already saying, um, already talking about blue... Sh- Blue Shirt Bandwagon Pod. You can go check that out on John Boy Jake TV. Um, you know, a couple diehards talking about the game. Let's do some baseball. I, I guess I, I'd rather get this out of the way than let it linger. A lot of baseball fans, a lot of Yankee fans. Um, Yankees played the White Sox this weekend. Uh, Josh Donaldson, Tim Anderson, uh, that ends up being the headline for baseball, which is always tough um, when it's not about how much good baseball is going on around the league. Uh, but, yeah, I, I mean, let's be honest. Uh, Donaldson screwed up. It's um, Go watch Joe's McFly's video. I know I keep saying that. Uh, Joe's was in here this morning. <clears throat> I mean... A, there's sometimes when it's better to listen. You know, I, I know I had a lot of people tweeting out and commenting, and they're like, what's your take? What's your take? And it's like, well, A, I'm processing all the information. B, maybe my take doesn't matter as much here. Uh, and then C, I mean, where I was kind of at landed similar to where Joe's is at, but Joe's opinion matters more than mine in this situation. And I think end of the day, I, I don't think what Josh Donaldson was 
doing was trying to be racially charged. Um, I think he was trying to be a pest and stir the pot, and that's what he does. And he said, you know, what had seemed like a joke in previous years, he ran it back, and, you know, it's kind of the... It's where the conversation ends. Like, if if you're not joking with a friend, then, like, are you joking? Um, and And that's where he ends up being the bad guy. So... You know, you appreciate his honesty. He he didn't try to hide from it or anything. He he admitted that he, you know, he called Tim Anderson Jackie. He said he'd done that in previous years and thought it was a joke. Tim Anderson had said that in an article. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it, if Tim Anderson wants to feel offended by that, I mean, that's kind of his prerogative. So, um, I don't know. I mean, if you've heard the story by now, you either have your thoughts on it and maybe your thoughts won't change, or if your thoughts are open, I mean, I, I would go listen to Joe's, Joe's McFly's video. He did a great job. He had all the sound clips from Tim Anderson, Larusa, Donaldson, uh, everyone, and it, it, it sucks that it overshined the weekend that, hey, uh, White Sox take two games on Sunday. I think they're hoping that that can kind of spark their season. Um and, man, they, they had a lot of injuries. Moncada missed the first four weeks of the season. Um, Lance Lynn has been out. Giolito had some injury and, I think, some COVID stuff. Uh, don't be surprised if the White Sox start going. I, I'm not going to say they necessarily rally behind this. I mean, they've been serious injury bug. They're still around 500. It's still early-ish in the year, but... Yeah, I, I mean, I, I I won't be surprised if in three, four weeks from now we see that the White Sox reeled off 18-8 uh, and eight or something like that, and, and their season has started to go. Um, Michael Kopech, uh, focusing more on the baseball stuff now. Um, Kopech, uh, he looked really good. That's a guy that throws a hunch pretty easily. Nice little pitch mix. Young pitcher that seemingly is finding it. That is a big development for the White Sox. Um, Johnny Cueto's been good for them. I, I don't really know what that means. I know <laughs> innings are good. Um, 36-year-old Johnny Cueto. Passon did an article on him. Did you see that? Yeah. Made, a, made an on-base percentage joke. Base, B-A-S-S. Because mm. Johnny Cueto has a ambulance that he's filled with speakers, because he likes to party. It's, it's what you do. No other way to really phrase that. Um, I mentioned this. Uh, I mentioned this in the middle of talking Yanks yesterday. Um, had dinner next to Dallas Keuchel. Kind of funny. Same restaurant. Was with Jess's family who was in town for her brother's graduation. Congratulations, Andrew. Um, and yeah, it was just really funny. I mean, Dallas Keuchel, pretty recognizable because of the beard, the ink. Um, Distinct look. And he is married to Kelly Nash from MLB Network. So they were over there. Uh, Jess's mom is a trip, for lack of a better term. Here's how I'll sum it up. Jess's mom just started talking to people on the subway. 
And that's like <laughs> rule numero uno. Do not do that. If you're someone on the subway, you're just trying to survive your subway trip. Ideally, not talk to a soul. Yeah. Ideally, not open your <clears throat> mouth. That's an ideal subway trip. If I can, if I can be honest for a second, like sure. I get, I get annoyed when like Aaron's in town. She talks to me on yeah. the subway. Like, oh, I don't think we're supposed to like converse with each other or like we just, just be. We'll whisper if we need it, but I tell Jess. I mean, I'm my hearing's pretty bad. I'm like Jess, don't. I tell her don't talk to me on the subway. I can't hear you. I'm gonna say what. And then you're going to get frustrated with me. And then you're going to think I'm not paying attention. A, I can't hear you. And B, I don't want to talk on the subway. Anyways. That's the weird. Like, I just don't like talking near people. Subway or not. Right. Then you're you're just, yeah. you're involved in other people's conversations. Either way. So, Jess's mom visiting um, starts conversations with people on the <laughs> subway. It's adorable. Yeah. No. Like, happy. Great. Um. If I, and you know, she's, again, it's, parts of that are very endearing. If she sees someone, um, she sees someone wearing a Yankees hat, like, she's probably going to walk up to them and be like, do you know John Boy Media talking Jake? Which, hey, very nice. She's excited about everything we're doing. (laughs) But yeah, so, Dallas Keuchel sits down next to us, and I'm like, Jess, here's the situation that's going on. I know who that person is. Please do not tell your mother. I'll say hi on the way out. Uh, She did not. I said hi on the way out. They're both very nice. A big fan of both of you. Um, But that was kind of funny. After the Yankees Yankees won that game. So that was go Yanks. And then the rest of the weekend... The rest of the weekend took a different turn. Really interested to see. I mean, the Yankees are still easily the best team in baseball, the best record, 29-12, and 12, uh, the only team with a win percentage in the sevens. Um, an electric start to the season. I think in both games of the doubleheader, it was tied in the eighth inning. Could have spun very differently. You're going mm-hmm. to end up losing series. I think the White Sox... Had something to rally around, needed the wins more, and that's what happened. Uh, for the Yankees, it's going to be interesting. They lost their last game to Baltimore uh, of their previous series, so they've lost three out of four. Baltimore comes to the stadium, and then over Memorial Day weekend, they will take their first trip to Tampa, uh, the Tampa Bay Rays, who are in second place, currently five games back of the Yankees, um, who, by the way, they lost their series to the Orioles this weekend, who called up Adley Rushman. So, Orioles, uh, again, their their team has been a lot tougher than previous years. In my opinion, what that ends up meaning for the standings this year, I think, is absolutely nothing, especially as the Boston Red Sox are st- starting to find a little juice in their season. Uh, how about it? The Boston Red Sox four game sweep the Mariners. Yeah. After Boston won two out of three against the Houston Astros. After they won two out of three against the Texas Rangers. Um, the Red Sox have found a little juice. Um, love that dirty water. 
Uh, Four-game sweep of the Mariners. The Mariners just had a hellish little East Coast trip. And by the way, um, man. All right, let's, let's do the East first. Mentioned Rays, Yankees, Orioles, Red Sox with their four-gamer. Um, Blue Jays, they win a close series against the Reds, but they win two out of three, whatever. That's what you got to do. Um, they're two games back of the Rays. Um, Boston, I'm, I'm at the same time I say this, I think the Red Sox have the good juice. I think they're going to become a part of this season. I think Trevor... I don't think Trevor Story started to go for them. You know, he's supposed to be a huge piece for that team. Um, you know, in the last seven days, Fangraphs has him as the number one player in baseball. Um, Devers is being Devers. J.D. Martinez, Bogarts, same, same, same. Um, I think Kike's starting to get it going for them, which, again, that goes from they had three guys having a nice season Devers, J.D., and Bogarts. Now if you add Story, now if you add Kike, now if you add Verdugo, yeah. Lineup's real again. It goes from a three-man lineup to like a seven-man lineup. Um, And that's what Boston is around, where, again, they've been getting pitching. Evaldi, Pavetta, um, Waka's back. He's been solid. Wicklock is doing his his back and forth. Uh, They're getting some performances out of the bullpen. So... I think the Boston Red Sox are about to become a part of this season again. That being said, they are playing the Chicago White Sox this next series, who I just said, don't be surprised if they get going. So it's the beauty of baseball. Uh, Both these teams looking to find their mojo, and yet uh, on the next, next episode of Talking Baseball, actually the next, next, next episode of Talking Baseball, um, you know, I'll be saying that one of those teams just lost another series. And it'll be the White Sox either going back towards 500 or it'll be the Red Sox digging themselves a deeper hole than they've already dug. So, um, some of the beauty of baseball right there. Uh, the rest of the American League Central, uh, Minnesota Twins, they swept the wow. swept the Royals. Um They continue to win series, man. Um, Doing their job. Yeah. Uh, 25 and 16, nine games above 500 in Kansas City. I I mean, I know the Royal season is is pretty much the wheels are off. They had some hopes to be a little more fun, a little more pesky, a little more competitive. But, hey, uh, a road series. Um, They go on the road. They took... Two out of three from the Athletics. Then they swept the Royals. Now they come back home, and they have the Tigers and Royals. Minnesota Twins keep winning series. Um, very much is interested to see where they are in the standings come towards the trade deadline. Do the Chicago White Sox turn it on? What level do they turn it on? And uh, for Minnesota, I don't know who deserves the credit. I, I don't know if it's their pitching coach. Um, they are fifth in starting pitcher ERA so far this year. Twelfth uh, in bullpen, which, you know, is fine. It's whatever. Um, Joe Ryan has been good. Bailey Ober, again, it's not your really your who's who in the rotation. Chris Archer, Sonny Gray, and Dylan Bundy. That that feels like a, a weird video game hmm. rotation from, like, 2014. 
Um, <laughs> maybe I went too far back. Film Bundy 2014? I think so. I think it's like a 2014 and it's like, yeah, Bundy developed into this. Sonny Gray stayed good. Which he did, which he did besides the Yankee times. So Dylan Bundy made his debut at 19 years old in 2012. Jeez. Wasn't back in the bigs until 2016. So maybe 2017 would have been my safer rotation for, for that crew, but... Uh, Minnesota Twins are part of the story of baseball, and, and I think it's a good thing. Um, a, you know, they attacked free agency. Carlos Correa is there, which is nuts. Still blows my mind a little bit. Um, Buxton, Arias, they were part of the Gary Sanchez trade that brought Donaldson over, IKF. Uh, Gary had a good week. We still love Gary. And, I mean, <clears throat> kind of the other fun side of Minnesota, um, Jose Miranda is up playing for them. He's a top 100 prospect. They had called up Royce Lewis. They sent him back down. Um, and he played well oh. for them, which had had to be kind of a tough decision. Played well for got 40 plate appearances. Yeah. Um, nice, it's like a nice run. So, yeah, I mean, they, they have some depth. They have a lot of lineup options. Um, that lineup is going to be tough day in, day out. And if they continue to get some sort of effort from their pitching, they're a tough team. Uh, they're a tough team. So that's good. And I, I think that'll be good for, that'll be good for the White Sox if they start to figure it out in this season too. Cause uh, we, whenever we talk about the AL central, the competition level needs to be a little higher there. Um, Guardians, what did they do? They split with the Tigers this weekend? That's boring. Some rainouts or something? Kind of don't care. Guardians, I I said I wanted to be one. I was starting to get one over by their young, fun hitters, uh, Stephen Kwan. Um, you know, they did extend Ramirez, which was fun. Uh, who's the other guy? Owen Miller got off to a nice start. Josh Naylor, um, we like that. I've always loved Fran Meal. Jimenez doing stuff, and they're still, still kind of hitting. They're actually they're not pitching that well, which is which is kind of crazy. Um, yeah, and I I guess I'm I Cleveland with their hot start and especially their hot hitting had played themselves into a okay. I might care about you. I think I'm done caring about Cleveland for now. Sorry, Chris Rose. Sorry. Um, let's see. What else in the Central? Royals, Tigers. You're both dead. You're 14 and 26. Both of them just going flat from the jump is <clears throat> one surprising and two disappointing. Just crazy flat. Figured, that was like when we did TPPs. That was sort of our big takeaways. Like, hey, one of them can make things interesting, particularly the Tigers who did had their all their additions and and the young arms coming up and young players who who are playing this year but hasn't uh, clicked. Like, Royals, you know, were right. They made they made moves that you, you said and you start doing the, the baseball dance. Like, are they strategic? Couple young guys. If it starts to click, like, Royals could be fun, maybe 500, maybe exciting for next year. They're at least like a team you're not excited to play against. They had but. a pretty good – they also had a good chance to be bad. Like, it's 
Yeah. That's fair. Uh, the Tigers are not supposed to be this. This was supposed to be a go year. Torkelson. They called up the dudes. They signed Erod, Javi Baez. They're one of the sneakier, disappointing starts that I feel like really isn't getting talked about around baseball. I need to stop popping these poppers, but I absolutely love them. Um, and in the West, uh, the Houston, Houston, the Houston. H, I started doing Kelsey's song, H Town, Funky Town, Funky Town, Space City, City Where the Drop Tops. Um, oh, God, that, that Tigers baseball reference pages. So ugly. Unsightly. So ugly. Uh, Houston takes two out of three against the Texas Rangers, and that's obvious. Um, they have the second best record in the American League. Yep. Sneaking up on the Yanks. Uh, the Angels are a game and a half behind them. They take two out of three from the Athletics. Yep. Starting to get to the point of the season where things are starting to make sense. And then, yeah, I mean, the Seattle Mariners, and maybe, I guess the the Detroit Tigers didn't have real expectations. Their their best case scenario for this year was second place in the Central, fighting for a wild card. So hey, they thought they were gonna have like a meaningful September. The young guys click, yeah, like fighting for that for a wild card spot. Um, the Seattle Mariners. This was supposed to be the year they potentially win the division and ton of young talent. Um. You know, Passon's tweeting out about how good Ty France is and that huge Adam Frazier trade we're always talking about on Talking Baseball. Um, you get over there. Jesse Winker, how I, I, I always talk about him and how <clears throat> underrated he is. Eugenio Suarez, who was the free piece, or actually the negative piece they had to take for Winker, he's actually having a solid little season. Yeah, taking... Eugenio Suarez was supposed to be like the punishment that you get for having right. Winker too. And like you get to have Jesse Winker, but you got to take Eugenio Suarez. There's a there's an award somewhere in there. Uh, Julio Rodriguez fully hasn't clicked the top prospect. I I still like him, and I think he will. Kelnick was supposed to be, a, you know, a bash brother with him. He got sent down. Uh, he was struggling so yeah. bad, and he's full not clicked. And uh, I, I think more importantly, because, yeah, they're around middle of the pack for hitting stuff. They're 17th in OPS, 9th in homers, 13 in stolen bases. The pitching, uh, especially the bullpen, which I, I think was really a strength for them last year, 25th in bullpen ERA. And I know that's not everything, um, but Diego Castillo, who's a guy I've loved, he's been getting shelled this year. Munoz, who's supposed to be kind of the future of that bullpen, he has not been it. Um, Penn Murphy, what a name. Um, Julio's having a nice man. Yeah, and he, he steals it's a, a ton of bags. Long. And, again, at, at the hitting numbers across baseball are starting to come back yeah. and, and all that jazz. But Julio, um, 8, 845 OPS in May. Get it going. Running. Center field. Running, running. Like, Robbie Ray's been good for them. Logan Gilbert's been good for them. Uh, the other stuff around it just yeah. ha- hasn't been enough. And they've they've done, they've done dug a very real hole. Like, Red Sox are 
potentially a series or two away from being 500 and you say shrug. Seattle's 17 and 25. They've got the A's coming up. Get a couple wins, but then you're playing three against Houston, which what's that going to mean for your season? Like if you start getting 10 games under 500. Sheesh. Sheesh. Um those are your American League standings. Uh, in the National League, the Braves, or excuse me, the Mets, are still eight games up. They win another series against mine and Kelsey Ringert's, Wingert's Rockies. Uh, sorry, Rocks. Braves and Phillies, it's the same thing every time. I, I guess Braves win a series against the Marlins. Yeah, yeah. They're 19-22. and 22. Uh, Phillies, they lose a series against the Dodgers. Yeah, yeah. Marlins are 18 and 22. Nats are dead, dead. I guess that's, that's your storyline you need to know there. 14 and 28. Um, I mean, it's almost getting cut in run time for the Nationals. It's tough. It's bad. There's... I have more on them later. Strasburg rehabbing. How about that? Um, I don't know. Braves or Phillies, join the party so we can talk about you. Mets, hey, without Scherzer, without DeGrom, if they keep winning and then they get those guys back, look out. Look out. Right now, the rotation, Bassett, Carrasco, Williams, Taiwan Walker, David Peterson. How about that? Still not bad. Something there. Still not bad. Um, go Mets go. What are they like great at? They've been hitting. Third in batting average, second in on base percentage. They've been hitting. Starting pitching, they're still getting, getting good performances there. Uh, go Mets go. Go Mets go. Rooting for you. I know you guys kind of hate when Yankee fans root for you, but... I heard a lot of Subway Series talk this weekend. The Casano house. Mickey Cass. Um, Brewers and Cardinals uh, remain the class of the Central. The Brewers took two out of three from the Nationals, and that's obvious. Uh, the Cardinals, they swept the Pirates, and that's obvious. We get Yachty on the bump. Uh, you guys might have seen uh, my friend Jimmer tweeted out that he uh, that he uh, wasn't into that, that the position players are becoming too much. I get what he's saying. Um, it, it does feel like it's happening too much. Like, there was a point in time when it was, like, position player pitching. It was like, whoa. Be, I want to see this. It'd be like, maybe your team would be involved in one game a year. Right. You'd be like, like oh, this is nuts. Can you believe it? They're putting them out there. Now it's like, there's, it's a strategy. Yeah. They're doing it when they're up. Yeah. I, this is, that's what happened in the Cardinals game. Yeah. Back-to-back um, Sundays. Up big pitcher. Position player. So yeah, it's a little bizarre. It doesn't feel like doesn't feel like great baseball. Um 
But yeah, Cubs. A shout out to my Diamondbacks. Diamondbacks took three out of four from the Chicago Cubs in Wrigley. I had said last episode, I was like, don't don't fully sleep on the Cubs. There's a chance they fire it up and get it going and get some wins. I say that differently from the Red Sox. I think the Red Sox have a lot more talent than the Cubs. But the Cubs had a nice little window. They might have just shot themselves in the foot. They have the same record as the Pirates. Um, summer might be coming to an end soon for baseball uh, for the Cubbies, which is sad. Great fan base. Hate that. Um, Reds have been dead. Pirates are dead. Los Angeles Dodgers mentioned them before. They took two out of three from the Phillies. Guy Justin Turner had a nice uh, nice fake out this weekend. Love that. San Diego Padres. Nobody's talking about the Padres. Nobody is talking about the San Diego Padres. They just swept. They just swept the San Francisco Giants. Uh, 8-7-2-1. Couple one-run games. Bing, bang, bong. And then they blow them out the Sunday game. Um, that first one, the 8-7 game, was extra innings. They put up a two-spot after a blown save in the ninth inning. Um, the San Diego Padres are 27-14. and 14. They're a half game back of the Dodgers. Maybe more importantly than that, especially with expanded playoffs and everything, they're four and a half up on the Giants. The San Francisco Giants, 22-18 and 18 for them. Um, but the Padres, with that series win over them. And yeah, I, I and maybe we'll get to it in some of the comments of the day. Uh, but I'd ask Padres fans, you know, they weren't feeling great. Um, but I think their formula is their, their starting pitching gives them an effort every... Day. Even with even with Clev, just he he went back to the fifteen day IL with some tricep stuff. I think they were just being conservative with him, uh, especially because he's coming back from injury, which is smart. Their six man right now is Darvish, Manaya, Musgrove, Mackenzie Gore, Nick Martinez, and Snell. So they've got the starting pitchers. By the way, Taylor Rogers who they got right before the start of the season uh, for Paddock, who, by the way, got Tommy John for Minnesota, as they hoped he could be one of their their rotation guys. Taylor Rogers, in 18 games this year, has a 0-4-9 ERA, 16 saves. 16 saves through May. Um... And by the way, he's he's a guy that's he's had a really nice career, a three flat ERA. And how about him and his brother? They're both good. That's kind of cool. Both good and both like been good a little while now. Taylor Rogers and Tyler Rogers, same division. Taylor Rogers. It says his nicknames are Mister Rogers, which makes sense. That and then tracks. this one makes sense, but it's not great. His nickname is Lefty Piece. Kind of, it's a little dime piece-ish. I don't, I don't really know what that's about. Um, 
The Padres deserve more love. Maybe people are just waiting for when Tatis comes back to get excited about them. Manny Machado has arguably been the best player in baseball. Jerickson Profar, former top prospect, Jerickson Profar. Um, he's just having a nice year. The stats aren't too, too flashy, but I think when you do a little bit of power, a little bit of speed, and some defense, and you put it in the pot, you start racking up war, uh, he's been a really nice ball player for them this year. Remember, that was kind of a weird free agent signing at the time. Nobody mm-hmm. really knew what to do with it. I think it was a three for 21 or something. Yeah. And yeah after, some weird options. St- yeah. It was, a, it was a surprising one. After he came off kind of a May year, and I, you know, his career stats up until that point had been kind of eh. Um, he's been a really nice piece for them. Uh, Hosmer has put together a, a strong start to the season. Padres probably deserve more love, which they've... How about their little roller coaster? Um, Most beloved team ever to kind of forgotten about. (laughs) They should be back in the scene and being discussed after they punch the Giants in the mouth. Um, Giants now host the Mets. That should be fun. Giants, don't don't go into a little spiral here. Um, And then... They do go to Cincinnati, so we'll we'll see if they right the ship. My Diamondbacks are just built completely different. Three out of four against the Cubs. Mentioned that. They're game under five hundred again. And the Rockies. Um, mentioned them against the Mets. They they won one out of the three, but they play the Pirates. Don't be surprised if they get back to five hundred. That NL West, man. That NL West is pretty good. So that's your baseball kind of around the horn. Adley Rushman. Got called up. That's really good for the sport. Um, excited to see just what he looks like. What are his mannerisms? What's an Adley Rushman at bat feel like? Is he fouling off pitches? Does he have a great eye? Does he do a lot of silly stuff in between pitches? I have no idea. No excited idea. to find out. Excited to see a kid. Um, Peralta on the Brewers. Got hurt. Don't like that. Shoulder stuff. So, that's what's going on in baseball. All the baseball stuff is brought to you by candy. We love candy. Are you talking about the sweet stuff, Jake? In a way, I'm talking about candy, the official NFT partner for Major League Baseball. They take the obsession and thrill of card collecting and make it digital. Totally cool digital collector's items. They've got their core, uncommon, rare, epic, and legendary. Five levels of rarity to their cards. Every team, every player. They've got a new drop coming tomorrow, May 24th. Yeah. May 24th. Uh, And you can go and purchase this at mlb.candy.com. Set up your account. Again, candy.com. Uh slash MLB, or by clicking the link in the description and start your collection today. If you're in this world, uh, you know what's going on. And Candy, they're all over the MLB stuff. They are they are the official partner, NFT partner of Major League Baseball. So go check them out. Click the link, candy.com slash MLB. Um, all right, the, uh, the other sports news... Um, 
Golden State, I guess I'll do that now. I, I already did a little bit. They're up 3-0. If you haven't watched the Wiggins dunk, this is now the second time I'm telling you this. <laughs> um, he got Luka. He got Luka. Um, which is a weird thing for me because it, it gets really douchey when you start doing... Someone got someone. If someone gets someone, that means they had to be defending. And would you rather? Rather not be trying. Yeah, it'd be not be trying or get got by the dunk. I, you know, I'm, it's not a shot at. It's not a shot at Luca. It's more of an Andrew Wiggins thing. He might be my bro of the night later. I'll be honest with you. Um. But yeah, that that series is now three zero. Um, it's over. I'm I'm gonna call it now. Dallas is not going to win four games uh, when I think they're just clearly outgunned. I, I think we all thought we were going to get, you know, some some Luka action, and this this would be his breakout, and I, I thought maybe they'd get two. Um, but, man, when you get Wiggins, he's had a couple big games, 27 points last night. Uh, Steph Curry with the casual 31-11. and 11. Clay gets 19. Um, but yeah, I, it's Luca, Brunson, and Dinwiddie. I mean, where Brunson and Dinwiddie, and this isn't shots at them, but when they compare to Clay, Dre, heck, even Wiggins at this point, yeah. especially what he's doing as a part of this team. He's going. Um, Golden State will pretty much be going to the NBA Finals. It'll be a matter of who are they playing. Uh, the Miami Heat and Boston Celtics, who uh, play kind of a huge game tonight. I've been saying this, and I'll keep saying this. I I would bet a Game 7 is in our horizon. The Heat are up 2-1. They kind of stole a game. Um. They lost Jimmy Butler. The Celtics had two. Marcus Smart and Jalen Brown both went down looking like they were big hurt. They both came back. Um, I don't know. I, I just think from the start, two good teams. Similar, similarly talented. I think the Celtics are slightly more talented if, if Brown and Tatum are at their best. But the Heat are right there. Jimmy Butler out of bio and, and the performances they get from everyone else who seems to be on the Miami Heat pretty much makes it equal. So I think this is going to go back and forth, uh, although it seems like the Heat just stole one they weren't supposed to. Celts favored by six tonight. Let's hope it's a good game because the NBA playoffs hasn't had a ton of good games. Yeah. I mean... They just really haven't. There's a stat. Forget where I heard it, but I, I think 20 playoff games this year have been like 20-point blowouts. Um, yeah, the, yeah, it's... And we're, we're in the... Since like the, the three-point era, sure, blowouts just like happened more. That's becoming a more real conversation. Yeah. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of... People were getting old man, get off my lawn stuff about the three-point shot. Um, 
it's full-blown change the game. Big men are useless. <laughs> like Pretty much. Like, DeAndre Ayton is like a all-world skilled big man. And the conversation is like, do you want him on your team? Because can he play in a small ball lineup? So, I don't know. A- NBA, I would not be shocked if 10 years from now we're talking about like a totally different dynamic to the league. I don't know what that looks like. I don't know if it's a deeper three-point shot. I mean, that sounds crazy, but they've moved it before. Like, look what's happening around sports. Look how quickly the three-point shot has become a full-blown thing. Look how much look how much harder baseball players are going. Like, sports are evolving so rapidly hmm. that you kind of your changes have to evolve rapidly. So I don't know. I I don't think we need to do a heavy where is basketball 10 years from now. But yeah. The game's completely different and I think it does tie into the blowouts. And it's not it's not as simple as some nights your shot goes in, some they don't. But we're seeing a lot of it. We're seeing yeah. a lot of it. I don't remember know. when, uh, you know, the, the, that that good Knicks team, the only one in my life, mm. they were like the best three-point shooting team that year. And the, the phrase was, every year basically, if you're a good team that shoots a lot of threes, was live by the three, die by the three. Usually just in the Python playoffs come, you're going to have some game where none of the threes fall and you lose. Now, I don't know who, what team can afford to, to not be three-point heavy. You just, just you need everybody to be able to take one. Yeah, and it's I mean, just, I, I wish there was... Kind of wish there was a Tampa Bay Rays of the NBA. Yeah. It was like all big men or something. Yeah, and to, to an extent... Just to try at, to disrupt. Like, at first, that's what that's what this was. Right. When Golden State did it the first time, and everyone just... It's like, oh, that makes sense. God. Um, it's a weird spot. Heat Celtics, give us some good games. Should be a good series. Um, and then, yeah, one of them is going to be taking on Golden State. Kind of been on the Golden State bandwagon. You might get more bad boys. Pistons comps coming up. Uh, Especially... Just everyone's going down on these on the two Eastern Conference teams. Yeah, been a lot of NBA playoff injuries in recent years too. Yeah, like a war of attrition. Go to seventy games. Um, golf. I know golf comes and goes with the people. We had a fantastic one. Uh, the PGA Championship. Your boy, Mito Pereira, if you're not familiar with him, the young Chilean golfer. Um, I don't know. It It's where golf can be beautiful, sad, however you want to label it. Um, he had, I think, a three-shot lead heading into the final day. If you watch golf, you just know uh, it's not over. He... Uh, He's battling throughout the day. He comes into the final hole. He's up a stroke. Bad drive. Double bogey. 
He blows it, um, which allows Justin Thomas and Will Zalatorius to go into a playoff. Mito would have been in the playoff. Uh, Mito, if he had parred the last hole, um, I think he'd have about $1.8 million more dollars in his bank account. Uh, which, again, just ties into some of the stuff you can't measure in sports. Pressure is a real thing. Uh, whether it's like runners on base or big moments, you know, I, I know statistically you need X amount of examples and bullet points to start labeling stuff, but the pressure on the golf course is so real. Um, and, man, it, it ended up leading to the three-hole playoff that they do. Justin Thomas had a couple incredible shots. He wins his second PGA title. 2.7 mil for the winner. Played four days of golf. Uh, pretty nuts. If you're in that world, you had a good weekend. And I've referenced this here a couple times. No one really cares. No one should cares. But it's one of the cooler things going on in my life. In my one-and-done golf pick'em league, I'm electric. I got Justin Thomas. I'm like, I'm putting together a historic one-and-done golf tournament season. And, like, people kind of need to know. <laughs> My buddies are, like, furious at me. <laughs> like, if I had been placing bets on my golf picks, I'd be making, like, money, money. Instead, I'm just dominating this league with a bunch of losers. My loser friends. It's tough. So that's kind of cool. NHL, again, big blue shirts guy. They win at the Garden. Hurricanes have a hilarious thing going on. Every game they've played in this playoffs, the home team has won. Um, so they are the higher seed. They are, in their first series, went seven games. So the first ten games they've played in, each home team has won. Uh, so the Rangers came back to the Garden. They took care of business. Uh, they'll play again tomorrow night hopefully they can lock it up make it twos um everyone wants to talk about the battle of alberta i can't um <laughs> looks like the tampa bay lightning are up 3-0 so i'm you know what i'll put them with golden state they're gonna move on i believe colorado st louis nothing for you go abs because i lived out there and then yeah edmonton and calgary i don't know no idea. No idea. Enjoy. Let me know when there's overtime. It's my one ask. My one ask. I'm a cricket guy now, but that's just me kind of playing cricket. Okay. I think that's the sports. And I think that brings us to the comment of the day. Um, bakers, I ask you guys to bake the algorithm. Last episode, we're catching up on sports, and we talked some relievers. Um, you know, trying to reveal some of the uh, breakout relievers that it just feels like every every time um, you turn on a baseball game, you see a nasty reliever on somebody else's team. Um, Matthew Nauer noted that Scotty Efros, who we brought up, big compound guy. He's been a guest a couple times. Um him and Rowan Wick went viral for trying to talk to a girl in the bullpen during a game. I haven't seen that video. Mm -hmm. I didn't know he was on the compound once. I didn't know he was a multiple time. We'll have to get a, a little more scouting report from Happer. 
Um, 37 Will Dog. This is perfect. This is what I was looking for. Alexis Diaz is the younger brother of Edwin Diaz. Really? I mean, let me make sure that's true. Even if he got me for a minute, that's cool. It doesn't have it on baseball reference, which they're normally pretty good with that stuff. Let's see. They're both from Puerto Rico. I don't know. Looks just based on thumbnail that I'm looking at. Looks like them. I mean, let's okay. Diaz brother Edwin Diaz, professional baseball, currently pitches for the Mets. Yeah, Diaz, Wikipedia. Okay. Baseball reference, come on. Edwin earned a save on the same day Alexis got his first save, making them the third set of brothers to both earn a save on the same day. Look at that. I'd assume the Rogers are another pair. Um, Michael Mountain, you guys, you guys killed the comments of the day. You guys baked the algorithm, and now you're helping the show. Um, Michael Mountain said, Morell, if you remember, this was the Cubs rookie. Uh, that first at bat, he hits a home run. Place was going nuts. Um, he had a bad accident with a plate glass window where he thought he might lose his left eye and would have to sit for two years. He ended up missing one season. Um, and then Michael notes, and now he's a beast. So that's cool. Yeah. I saw at least like one more big homer from him. That's awesome. Is he doing well? Morell? I saw. I think I saw at least one other homer highlight either this weekend or, or end of last week. Christopher Morell, he's got two homers. He's five for 15, hitting 333. Be a stud. He's 23 years old. Probably scared himself with that plate glass stuff. Were you good in the minors? He was okay. All right. He's got a fan. Christopher Morell. Um, thank you, guys. Great comments. Great comments. Feed me more. Um, and continue to bake the algorithm. Listen, subscribe, review, party. Love each other, most importantly. Uh, I'm going to give out my bro of the night. It's going to go to Andrew Wiggins. I know I referenced the dunk before. He's had a couple massive games Uh this playoffs, he was kind of a joke earlier in the season. He made the all-star team because he became a, was it it was, a K-pop icon? Yes. He was in a song. Um, and NBA is still strictly fan voting. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, low-key hilarious. Like, let's not lie about it. Um, this guy was the 1-1 overall pick. 1-1. Um, he, he was like the first ever... Like like tank for this guy that that I can remember at least first time it was like an open secret six seven wing can kind of do everything. Um, went to Minnesota, you know. Again, the the numbers in hindsight look pretty good. You know, his third year in the league, he's putting up twenty four a night. Uh, the other stuff wasn't always there. He wasn't a big assist guy. He wasn't a big rebound. I I think people kind of questioned. Uh, his passion a little bit that ties into the Jimmy Butler stuff that's going on. Ooh, Andrew Wiggins, Jimmy Butler final. You could talk me into mm. that. Um, oh, that'd be real. Oh, that'd be fun. Ooh, I enjoy that, especially the way Andrew Wiggins is playing, and that's kind of why he's getting my bro of the night. The two dunks. 
that have now been viral and I've talked about on here are just mean. Just like a different level of angry dunks that he's doing to dudes. Um, he has drank in the Golden State Kool-Aid. He's During the season, he shot just under 40% from three. Um, and now he's in the conference finals. He put up, he's averaging 20 points. Um, he's averaging 20 points and he's grabbing seven rebounds, which, hey, go check out some of Wiggins' old stats. It's, it was kind of crazy for how much he was playing as a young player and how much he was not accumulating rebounds. Um, to be on the court that many minutes and not run into some rebounds is kind of tough. And rebounding's pretty at, at it's his, all effort. At his position, it, it is all effort. And, and, and then you will get a handful kind of just by happenstance. So, yeah, it's, uh, he, he averaged just over five one full season for how much he was playing and the amount of rebounds he was getting it it was it stood out you could chop up the stats that it stood out significantly um he is locked in he's 27 years old entering his physical prime he's 27 years old um and yeah i uh it's been a popular thing for me on this show lately i think it's because it's easy to relate to because literally everyone was forced to watch it the Last Dance documentary, The Bad Boy Pistons. I've, you know, compared Morant to Jordan. Good for John Morant. Not sure he fully deserves that, but I think we're going to see him in the gym and getting tough next year. Another part of that was The Bad Boy Pistons. Um, and The Bad Boy Pistons, in part of the documentary that people might remember, or you might remember it from The Bad Boy Pistons doc, they added Mark Aguirre. Um, Mark Aguirre was a 1-1. Overall pick, 1981. Um, he was on the Dallas Mavericks. And I wouldn't compare it to Wiggins fully. I think Aguirre's thing was more so he wasn't a team player. Like he was, uh, I'm going to go out and get mine. He yeah. was putting up. He was fully putting up numbies. He was putting up 25 points per game, which, again, different NBA back then. Like yeah. 30 points per game on. Um, less than one three-point attempt per game and wasn't making a lot of them. It was a different game. As a small forward. It was a different game. He, uh, yeah, his third year in the league, 29.5 points per game. Um, He went over to the Pistons and they kind of said, hey, like drink the Kool-Aid. And he comes over um. And I, I'm trying to see, just want to double check if it was, he got two rings. He got two rings. Uh, he got traded over that first year, and they won, and then they won the second year. And the Golden State documentary, when it comes out, I will be glued to the screen, and I, I think Andrew Wiggins is now going to be a big part of it. And it's going to be one of those, you know, the sixth episode in, they do a cut screen, and there he is. And you're like, oh, shoot. He gets introduced to this? Former 1-1 overall pick? Um, and the way he's playing is just fun, man. Like, Watch your head. 
uh, from a guy that, again, his his intensity used to be questioned, I think, uh, for lack of a better way to say it. So Wiggins gets it. Um, he's been fun to watch, and he's a guy that I feel like I've I've made fun of before because uh, felt like he was underachieving. And mm. now him, Steph, Clay, Dre. Yeah. No real wise Wiseman is he even playing? No. She's just like a non-factor, right? What's that draft look like at this point? James Wiseman draft. Like, are they going to be he, kicking themselves? Has he not played a game this year? No. What's up? NBA draft. How did yeah. I end up here? Yeah. Um, Anthony Edwards is good and LaMelo is good. So LaMelo was the pick after him? Yeah, he was right between those two. Patrick Williams is good, but he got hurt early right. this season, so it incomplete. Isaac Coro, I wanted. Haven't heard his name since he got in the NBA. So it was Edwards Wiseman, uh, right? Edwards Wiseman, Lamelo, one, two, three. Lamelo's really good. Yeah, it's gonna. It'll be fun to rethink if he ended up in Golden State. But either way, Wiggins, good. Halliburton, twelve. Shout what do you got, Beebs? Kind of, it's not for any specific um, performance, but but my brother of the night's going to Kiebert Ruiz. Mm. He, the Nats tweeted this morning. He he has the highest WAR. No, the fir, the tweet was no catcher has a higher WAR than him because he's tied for the WAR lead. Um, and he had a little bit of a slow start, and and his team, let's be honest, doesn't matter right now. Stinky. But he was always supposed to be a big piece in in dealing Scherzer and Trey Turner, who he has a higher war than right now, which war, its own thing, but just I'm citing it. And he's having a a big time May. He's having, especially for the catcher position in this year's offensive environment, uh, he's got a 969 OPS since May 1st, and that first one's a one for five. I want to take that out. It's, It's 996. OPS in in May, uh, he's he's found something. They uh, the Nats flipped the lineup a little bit this weekend. They've been Cesar Soto, um, Bell, Cruz, top okay. four. Kiebert went up to the two hole this weekend, and he's still going. Okay. Um. Yeah. Two hole young catcher, twenty three. And yeah, he's got Switch a hitting. little bit of a body of work now. Sixty-three games in the show. He's got a one fourteen OPS plus through his career now. I'd assume the defense is at least in a acceptable place. I, I not that I hear much chatter about it, but the war is racking up. So Josiah Gray, the other part of that trade, eight starts this year, a four three six ERA. It's not not bad. I th- he's got. I like him too. He's had, I think, some good starts, some bad starts. I think it's like a couple skewing him. Yeah, he's o- he's only got he's got one roughed up. Eh. But even his Mez are okay efforts, like five point two foreign runs. Like yeah, there's the there's the four and four first start, and there's a six and six. Which hey, you still gave six innings. But when you talk about a rebuild, and I know. 
Yankee fans talk about Soto trade rumors, which aren't really real, but um, Chicago White Sox, Yon Mankata, Michael Kopech, those are from the Chris Sale trade. That's your two-hole third baseman who's an on-base machine when he's right and really good defensively, um, and a guy who could potentially be their toughest pitcher come a playoff series. Um, Might be the guy opposing batters least want to face. Yeah, I mean... It's fair. Cease and Giolito have their arguments too, but yeah. uh, pure stuff-wise... <laughs> to have. Pure stuff-wise, Kopech... Um, by the way, they still got years of him left. Earliest yeah, free agent twenty twenty six for Kopech. Yeah, so that's so tough. Um, and Chris Sale is still nissant. Which hey, maybe that becomes a fun part of the Red Sox story. And they already got a ring. So yeah, both sides, uh, I think are are happy. I think so. I think so. I like that. We love happiness. We love love. We love. John Boy Media. Uh, Thank you guys for listening. Uh, We love you. Talking baseball. Coming up next, uh, Pinstripe Strong, Joe's McFly. Go check out his video and go listen to Pinstripe Strong. Um, Always listen to Joe's. Talking Giants there, rolling through the offseason. We're going to blink, and I bet we're going to be talking about football pretty soon. Before we know it. Uh, JJTV Mondays uh, GeoGuessr GeoGod guys are back Enjoy it, incredible content Chris Rose Rotation Jazz Chisholm Is on the fight. Love that, talking Yanks um, Hey, losing series Some people like to think it's Everything on the amp Amp All the gaming stuff Mario Kart tournament came out. There's content. Episode one. There's content. Ask Fayal. He'll point you in the right direction. Thank you guys. Let's have a great week. We will see you here Wednesday.